HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome to Heritage Radio Network on tour. I am Jenny Goodman, and today we are broadcasting live from Charleston Wine and Food. We want to thank the Julia Child Foundation for making our coverage possible, and to Charleston Wine and Food Festival for having HRN down here for the fifth year in a row. All right, so welcome to this special live edition of Opening Soon on Heritage Radio Network. I am your host, Jenny Goodman. My co-host, Alex, is back home holding down our business and our two children, so dad on duty for the weekend. Um, But we're excited to be here at the Charleston Wine and Food Festival, um, and we're so excited that Opening Soon shares the stories of restaurateurs and chefs and their journey um, starting up their businesses. And the start of every episode, we like to ask this question. So we have Rodney Scott here today. Hello. Rodney, hello. fill in the blank for me. Opening right. a restaurant is like? Peeling off a fingernail. Ooh. It hurts. It hurts. But it hurts so good. Before you know it, you, you've recovered. You've gathered your, your, your surroundings. You, you're ready to go. And you feel so much better when you learn that you can do this all over again. Wow. That was, that was a good one. That was pretty profound. Um, so basically peeling off a fingernail and letting it heal. Yeah. And you're it, all hurts, it hurts so good. It hurts so good. <laughs> um, so our guest today is Chef Rodney Scott. He is the foremost pitmaster who has been honing his craft since you were 11 years old. 11 years old, yes. Oh, my God. Um, and Rodney is the chef partner of Rodney Scott's Whole Hog Barbecue here in Charleston and one location in Birmingham. Birmingham, Alabama, yes. And there's rumors there's a third happening in Atlanta, Georgia. That is definitely true. That is definitely true. And Rodney, if you don't know, won the James Beard Award for Best Chef in the Southeast in 2018, which is within one year of opening your first restaurant. So yes, congrats yes. on that. That's why it hurts so good. <laughs> that's why it hurts so good. <laughs> All that hard work. Yes. I mean, I feel like that's almost like a miss, like a misnomer for you because it's like it looks like it was one year after you opened, but you've been at this for thirty plus, thirty uh, plus about years. thirty-one years or so now, full time. Um, and not counting the, the times in between the 11 to 17-year-old who had to fill in and, and help out with daily duties around the pits. Yeah. So how so you started this business, like, what, it's been three years now, or two and a half years. So you went from a small shop in Hemingway, that was your family business, and then how did this partnership come about to you opening your own place? Oh, this, this partnership came about to me opening my own place through my good friend, my brother, my man, my best man, Nick Pahakis. Um, 
we 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 met through John T. Edge. He introduced the both of us, and they invited me here to Wine and Food to do an event, which was a dinner that Nick did every year, the Spoke Dinner at Jim and Nick's on King. And I nervously accepted, and we cooked together, and me and Nick hung out and had some conversation. And I thought that this guy was really cool. What year was this? This was 2010, if I'm if I remember correctly. And upon meeting him, knowing that this guy is not more than just a businessman, he's a good friend, and he would give me some advice on business. And we would always discuss time to time how to grow a business and how to maintain a business, how to be sustainable in your business. And I, I would always listen to what he said. We hung out a lot, different areas, different places. And when the mention came from him of, why don't you venture out and try your own thing, I listened. And I'm glad I listened. He's guided me to where we are now. Um, people say that I've won the James Beard Award. I always say that we, as a team, won the James Beard Award because Nick, Paul, Yek, Nicholas Pahakas, these guys are my backbone. And I tell everybody, and I'm not afraid to tell everybody, that they've contributed everything to from that award to current situations today to us growing and expanding. So you, so you met them in 2010, but you didn't go into business together in 2017. And so there were seven, seven years in between. So what, what, what took so long? And by the way, like while Rodney and I were chatting just now, he told me he's a very suspicious person. So I'm sort of understanding. Yes. <laughs> Basically, he was like looking at me sideways like, I'm suspicious. I just met you. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, tell us. I, I try to be very careful on who I deal with <laughs> to make sure that they understand me and I understand them as well. Yeah. And Nick told me a story once about a car he had that he had to push to get it started. And that was the story that stuck with me, that this guy does understand hard work. He does understand what it's like to better your life. He knows what it's like to work hard to get what you want or get what you need in life to provide for your family. And that attracted me to his, his mindset of growing businesses and, and partnerships. So I said, why not? This is a great person to roll the dice with. This is a great person to learn from. He's been guiding me on an unofficial basis for all these years. He wasn't just a guy I knew. He, he was a friend, again, a brother, yeah. uh, which didn't make me any more paranoid about wanting to become a partner with him. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to really, it, it's a marriage, and we talk about that a lot on our, sorry. All right, welcome All to right. Charleston. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, the hogs are out. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, um, it is, we talk about this a lot on our show, that like partnership is a marriage, and so oh, you yeah. guys dated for a very long time. We, we dated a long time. Uh, uh, we have a great marriage. Um, like any marriage, not every day is the perfect day, but the majority of our days are way better than perfect. So I knew that this was the one. Amazing. Um, and so you guys have done a lot of hard work together in a lot of, in like a very short amount of time. You're already working on restaurant number three. Um, so I'm curious about how, how do you scale this type of, of restaurant, right? You're a whole hog barbecue restaurant, so there's like real logistical things that seems like that might be a challenge that other restaurants don't have to go through. Like I was just poking around the back of Rodney Scott's here in Charleston. I saw you. And yeah, Rodney, <laughs> Rodney saw me creeping. It was kind of embarrassing. Um, but there's like a huge smokehouse basically with yes. like live open fire cooking and you're like, you're not full of shit when you say it's all wood. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> so, tell me like about the logistics of that with scaling. Uh, the logistics of scaling are still some things I still have to learn and understand. And I'm, I'm learning a lot through uh, experiences and a lot of explanations from Nick, who already went through scalabilities. 
He already knows the, the steps and the procedures to get to that point. And I listen a lot, you know, um, and ask questions. I, I always had this saying, a closed mouth don't get fed. So if you want to know how to advance, who to talk to, what are the rules, you ask. You find out the proper people and you ask. And I share with Nick everything. If, if it's something that we need to talk about, I mention it to him. If it's something that we want to change, we discuss it. Yeah. You know, and, and keeping a relationship like that and asking a lot of questions together, you learn on who to talk to on making the next steps to expand your business, to improve on whatever you're doing, how and which areas of a county or city you need to set your business up in in order to be able to burn wood. Yeah, I love that. Closed mouths don't get fed. Closed mouths don't get that fed. That is a good nugget. Um, another thing, I mean, about specifically, you know, you've been doing this for 30 plus years and now you have businesses, you're going to have businesses in three states, you currently have businesses in two states. So how do you teach somebody how to like be a pit master and do the food you want to do your way? To teach somebody to be a pit master to do things, food the way that I expected it to be done is to create more than just a, a listen to type of uh, environment. You want to talk, be able to talk to the employee. You want to be able to train them and listen to them as well because you may take what you know second nature and do something and they may want to know a detail in between that that you may have not explained. So it's all about listening, strong communication, and to remember to always be consistent. So in ways of doing that, Nick also taught me handbook. You know, we, set, we sit, we talk the procedure through, we, we provide this handbook to help educate the oncoming pitmasters who may or may not know about barbecuing. And some of them that do know about barbecuing, we kind of show them the way that we do it so that they'll understand better. And we can teach these new people that are coming in, both men and women. Yes, I did say women. <laughs> there are <laughs> teach, women pitmasters. Teach them on when they're coming in to help us on how we do it, hoping that they can get it, understand it, and create a career. How, so how long is that training process before you feel like, okay, you've got it, I can, like, don't have to be in Birmingham every night, or are you still, like, going back and forth to Birmingham every, like, five days or whatever? In my opinion, it never stops. It never stops. I um, agree. Training's always happening. That's my personal opinion because you, you, even with folks that we felt very strongly about, they would still ask me questions. Yeah. And I feel like if I continue to communicate with them, that would help a lot on their behalf as well as ours. Yeah. So I've, I've always said, let's be open to asking questions, constant communication, constant practices and procedures so that we don't, you know, veer off to the left and start doing things the wrong way. Yeah. So communication and consistency are the two things that we like to focus on. And that handbook is one way that we like to provide for our oncoming pitmasters. And how often are you having to, like, how is, how is this process? Like you said, you, you mentioned, like, there was some strategic real estate choices. Wow. With with the, uh, with the three locations. My partner is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> he knows real estate uh, a whole lot better than I do. Um, he knows the areas that are possibly some of the best areas to go into. And he, he mentions them to me. We both look at them, and I love it. We like to go in areas to where the, our food started, where the traditions of barbecue may have started, yeah. where some of the traditions of barbecue can be brought back to people who hadn't seen it this way or done this way in years. Um, we Somewhat of a small destination is some of the things that we like to do. 
not too far from the city, but so far enough away. You want to be like a little bit out of the way, but just, not like too far out of the way that it's annoying. Yeah, just a, just a short ride, you know. Yeah. If you if you have to come out, and uh, we we just kind of want to provide people to come and have a full experience when they come see us. So since we are opening soon, we talk about forthcoming projects. So can you tell us more details about where you are and with Atlanta? Oh man, Atlanta. We're looking to come to uh, Metropolitan Parkway over on the West End, Adair Park, um, which is located right across from the Met Building in Atlanta. Um, I'm looking forward to opening up there. I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of people, a lot of locals in the Atlanta area. Um, I was just through there the other day. Love the feel of the neighborhood. I can't wait to get out and start feeding people there. I love it. What's the like permitting process like to get an actual like to get like the live fire going? <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing like, why are you asking me this? Because <laughs> I think it's painful. It, it, it can get a little painful at times. But again, close mouth, don't get fed. Ask a lot of questions. Absolutely. Ask the local uh, building codes. Ask whomever you may need to ask so that you don't make the mistake of trying to get some real estate that's not allowing what we do with yeah. live fire. Are you, do you guys like specifically look for like standalone buildings and stuff like that? That we like standalone buildings, yeah. but throughout this three-year process that we've been partners in 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 the the restaurant business, we've learned a lot on how to make adjustments with cooking with live fire, uh, cooking over hot coals. Um, we've we've learned to be a lot more careful at certain things. Yeah. <laughs> Like what? Um, Give me an example. Oh, <laughs> Do you have a story? I feel a story in there. there's a flare up here and there. <laughs> uh, but we, we like to be careful on making the decision on which buildings we go into to make sure that they accommodate our style of cooking. Yeah. Is there any, like, do you have to get special permits or is it just sort of like, or does it depend on every state or there? I, I want to say it possibly depends on um, some, some of the areas, some of the states. Yeah. Uh, we like to make sure that the neighborhood is okay with us yeah. as well because people important. live there. Yeah. Um, that's one of the first things we did here in Charleston. We made sure that the neighborhood knew that we were coming and they accepted us. And, and, and I mean, we love the North Central neighborhood. Yeah. It's, it's been good to us. We hope to be there for now into another 300 years, you know? It was busy at lunch. <laughs> I think you'll be there for a while. I think, I think Charleston so. loves you. We hope so. We love Charleston. And what about like building, you know, like your your smokers and your pits from city to city? Is do you use the same people over and over again? Is like there a formula to that as you expand and scale? Again, we've learned a lot. <laughs> um, we've learned that some of the pits that are being built that we're using in the Birmingham location are are very well built, and we're going to use that builder on our future restaurants because those pits seem to fit the style that we need. Uh, they help us with keeping our heat maintained when our product. So those are the most efficient pits that we've come across. Wow. And we look to use this person on a regular basis. How did you find him? A closed mouth, don't get fed. <laughs> Ask a lot of questions. Pay attention. There's a, there's a theme here. You know, if we, if hey, the, pit guy, noticed. where did you get that built? Where yeah. can I find the guy that built that pit? So it's, it's been a lot of uh, questions when, when you go. Never be afraid to ask. Yeah. And that's, that's also something that like, comes up a lot in our show is like, Make sure to ask questions. Make sure to go into your network, and you know, the, it's all about the network and, and making sure that we're going out there. Because otherwise, like you said, closed mouths. Closed mouths don't get. My, that's like the motto of the day. I love yeah, it. It's a true fact. It's a true fact. Um, all right, we always like to do a little lightning round as well. Uh -oh. So these are meant to be just like quick one-word answers that you um, that you know don't spend too much time. Um, what's your favorite thing about opening a restaurant or restaurants now? 
Man, my favorite thing about opening a restaurant is you're going to get to a point every minute past every hour, you're one step closer to being settled in and on a regular routine. Yeah. So my glass is always half full. I always say we're a step closer to getting it a little better than it was the day before. And Rodney is wearing his shirt for our guests who are listening in that says every day is a good day. Every which is day is a good day. Somewhat of a person. I think you need to put the closed mouths don't get fed on the back, though. I might need to. <laughs> I think we have two slogan shirts coming. Um, what's the most challenging thing about opening restaurants? Uh, the most challenging thing that we've encountered has been uh, staffing. Trying to teach people how to do what we've been doing. Yeah. Again, back to the, the, uh, uh, the, the sheet where we, we write it all out. Yeah. You know, uh, back to explaining to them how often to fire the hogs, how often to fire the ribs, when to sauce it, when to flip it. You, you're, you're taking someone who may have never done it and trying to paint a picture for them to make it easier for them to do it on a day-to-day -day routine. Yeah. So that's surprising that you don't, find people who have like already, you know, who are already familiar with the style of like South Carolina barbecue. You, you, do you prefer people who are novice that you can like teach from the ground up or is it just a mix? Oh, it's, it's definitely a mix. I mean, at Rodney Scott's Whole Hog Barbecue, everybody has a seat at our table. Right. You know, we, we, we extend the hand to see if you want to eat with us or you want to learn from us. You know, can we teach you a career here? Yeah. We're, we're wide open to that. And uh, we, we don't expect the novice or the professional to walk in the door every time, but we welcome them both. How long do you feel like it takes to, like, really be able to be in control? Wow. How long does it take before you hand it over? A lifetime. A lifetime. <laughs> I mean, it's a, yeah. Uh, in, in, in a real world, possibly I've had some guys that seem to look real good in, an, in about a month and a half, two really? months. Really? That's impressive. And, and they tend to get it. So, you know. We, we like to make them want to come to work, make them feel good when they get there. So we, we kind of give them the handbook, give them the guide, and see if they can follow it. Yeah. All right, so you've traveled the world oh, a yeah. bit um, barbecuing. What has been your favorite location where you've ever cooked a whole hog? I'd say Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. That was my favorite location. Um, that wow. city felt kind of southern. Really? It did. Um, I mean, you know how Charleston gets quiet a certain time of night? Mm -hmm. Melbourne, Australia was the same way. Um, what's amazing is you would think when you're in Australia, you are not going to see any locals. I've seen people there from Virginia. I've seen people there from Alabama, North Carolina. I've seen some there from South Carolina. Someone sent me a picture from Sydney, Australia, wearing one of our shirts. No. Yes. Long time That's ago. so awesome. Like yeah. they saw a random person. Somebody from Charleston saw a random other person in Sydney person, wearing your shirt. I told them about one of the places I went to and they walked in with that shirt on. No. Those folks took pictures and sent them back here that to the U.S. That is so cool. Yeah. Were you like, oh my God. Yeah. Amazing. So there's a future Rodney Scott location coming to Melbourne, Australia. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe one day. Um, okay, now because I've been to lunch at your restaurant, um, ribs or pulled pork? Both, Coach. Why not? <laughs> All of it. All of, All of it. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, like, every single person was going back for the cracklings for, like, to take them home. Like, that was, like, that's the move, right? Oh, man, they're was... so easy to get hooked on to. They, yeah. they are amazing. I still eat them. Are you going to – you should – there's a direct-to-consumer brand coming for those. Yeah. Well, like, hopefully well, we can get them on a plane on one of those yeah, hello. cross-country flights when I you mean, get stopped. I mean, they're like keto-friendly. They're like, you could totally yeah. have a, uh, we'll, I'll, we'll talk offline yeah, about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk <laughs> we when we got a new uh, business. Yeah. We got a new business idea. Um, what's one business resource that you feel everybody should know about? 
Wow. One business resource that everybody should know about, uh, 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 branding rights, protection on um, uh, your brand. Uh, a lot of times people will come up with a brand and someone else will hear it and before you know it, it's taken over and you no longer own the thing that you thought you created. Yeah. Um, local laws. Yeah. Uh, finance uh, education. Uh, I have to say financial education is the most important because a lot of people think because you made $1,000 today that you're going to put $1,000 in your pocket. And uh, certain places I've visited, uh, people think because your business does a lot of money, oh, that's free money. It's not. Take care of your bills. Take care of your expenses. Yeah. Um, I, I have to say financial education is one of the most important yeah. things. Yeah. I mean, understanding the P&L is like... Yeah, yes. you don't have to be the accountant, but we always say like being financially literate is so important for every chef it and restaurant. It is very, very tour. important. Yeah, very important. Sure. Cool. Um, and is there a mentor, inspirational leader in the hospitality industry you want to shout out that you look up to? Shout out to Dick Bahakis. Thought you were going to say that. <laughs> Thought you were going to say that. Awesome. Shout out to Dick Bahakis. We got a lot of stories that will not never cover the airways <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's a big smile on Rodney's face um, all right we always like to shout out any restaurant or bars that are opening soon um, in the in your neighborhood anybody coming to mind wow besides Rodney Scott's Atlanta on the west side Rodney Scott's Atlanta of course summer yeah, 2020 um, uh, summer 2020 wow in the local area here in Charleston I, I'd have to give a big shout out to uh, 167 raw on their new location those guys are amazing. Um, I guess because it's a new location, I'm saying new. Love their setup. Uh, I like what they did coming from East Bay on over to King. Um, wow. Shout out to all the new restaurants, all of the people who are willing to open a new restaurant. Hard. You know, keep the patience, get that financial education, uh, ask a lot of questions, and, and good luck. Be good. prosperous. Thank you so much, Rodney. Um, we'll post a wrap-up of today's show on our website, tillitnyc.com. We'll also send one to your email inbox. Can you tell everyone where they can follow along on your journey? You can follow along on our journey several places. <laughs> you can follow us at Rodney Scott's Whole Hog uh, Barbecue on Instagram. Um, you can follow me at Pitmaster RS. Um, you can come to Charleston to 1011 King Street and eat. In, in uh, real life, imagine you that. You can go to Birmingham, 3719 3rd Avenue South. Uh, tell Roscoe I sent you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just just follow us. Show up. Come Show check us out. Up. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to Heritage Radio on tour. I am Jenny Goodman, and thanks again to the Julia Child Foundation for making our coverage possible. Stay tuned for more Charleston wine and food. This program is powered by Simplecast.